What's up, strongest men, women, and children from blocks all around the world? I am my block strongest man, and today I have for you a special guest interview, Jules Mansfield. Ciao, homie. Welcome back to My Block Strongest Man, where we bring strong men into the mainstream by discussing all of the latest strong man events in the greatest analytic detail that you'll find anywhere on YouTube. Remember to follow me on Spotify or Anchor so you can get notifications of all of the great interviews and analysis of competition prep that I bring to you weekly on this podcast. Share these episodes across all of your social media, and of course, follow me on Instagram at MyBlockStrongest, and on Twitter, and on my flagship YouTube channel, MyBlockStrongestMan, where you can get full video versions of everything you hear on this podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, click that support button and support us in any way you can. It's greatly appreciated and helps us keep bringing you this high quality content. Now on to today's topic. Hi Jules, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm doing great. How are you tonight? I'm fine, thank you. I really appreciate you joining. Uh, First, I just want to ask, uh, are you in a part of the country that's affected by the storm of the century like I am? No. (laughs) (laughs) Over two feet. We might be in a day or so. We're in, I'm in Michigan. Okay, I'm in New Jersey, so I had over two feet of snow to shovel. That was my workout today. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so uh, just kind of the way I'd like to start off is for people that don't know you, just take a minute to kind of brag about your accomplishments over the last year or so. Uh, well, I am a personal trainer and CrossFit instructor here at Building Your Temple CrossFit in Oxford, Michigan. I'm a single mom of three. I'm currently in school full-time to be a massage therapist as well, and I do strongman as my passion. Wow, you have a lot going on there. So uh, (laughs) how long have you been a personal trainer? Eight years now. Okay, and do you focus kind of, I did it like many years ago, so do you focus kind of more on beginners, intermediate, advanced kind of clients? Where do you, where's your focus lie? Um, I tend to actually work with more specialized populations, people who have autoimmune disorders or uh, people who are starting out. But uh, I actually, over the past uh, nine years, I've lost over 200 pounds myself. So I tend to try to work with people that are, you know, in the same spot I was. That's fantastic. So how did you, um, what were the steps that you took to do that? I think that'll be a really inspiring story for my audience. Well, it all started with a fire alarm in my house. I got really startled one night. My ex-husband was deployed at the time he was in the Navy. And I went to, I took my son outside and then I went to get my daughters and I couldn't get up the stairs. I was too out of breath because I was so overweight and unhealthy. And that was my wake up call. I got to do something. So I just started there, started walking. I was actually a Zumba instructor for a while. And then I started with weights. That's awesome. A great story. So how did you kind of spin that into uh, getting involved with folks with autoimmune disorders? That's also a very uh, kind of interesting story, I think. I fell into it. I had a couple of awesome clients who happened to have that, and I just started studying more and more about that to help with that. Um, current, currently, most of my clients who have autoimmune, they're tending to work from home. Uh, they're choosing to do that because of the pandemic, but I have a lot of other clients who are still thankfully with me in the gym. Okay, cool. And so what's kind of like one or two things that you do differently with clients of that population? It's a lot of trial and error, just learning 
because every situation is different. You have to learn what's going to possibility of starting up a flare. Also, just trying to make sure that you're really uh, sympathetic to the fact that they, they're almost always in pain of some kind so that you have to make sure that you are being sympathetic, have a lot of empathy, and just work really hard to make sure that their exercise experience is enjoyable for them. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of takes a special person to uh, be involved in something like that. So kudos for sure. Oh, thanks. They're, they they make it easy. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so I was just wondering, kind of uh, on the strong woman side of things, how many times do you usually compete per year? Oh, my gosh. I'm a chronic competitor. I tend to overcompete. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> when uh, we weren't shut down last year, I competed in Michigan Strongest, and the following weekend I was in Ohio competing again. <laughs> Wow, the following weekend. Yeah, I, I don't know when to quit. I, I love I love being out and I love the people. It's it's really it's a family environment, so I just love being among all the strong all my strong family. Yeah, I, I hear that a lot from the uh, strength athlete competitors. Um, when I ask, which I'll ask you later, like what's your favorite thing about the sport? They almost you know to a T. Every single one says the community is fantastic. It's it's. It's the most supportive that I've found out of any sport whatsoever. It's amazing. Yeah, I actually do collabs with another YouTuber named Hunger Smash Fitness sometimes. And he's done, you know, Novice Strongman before. And he tells me that, you know, he did some powerlifting before that. And he said powerlifters are like to themselves, don't want to be bothered, get angry if you, you know, say hello. And Strongman is totally different than that. Like everybody's cheering each other on and you know, sharing food and stuff and uh, it's just a different environment. Oh yeah. I, 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 I spent a couple of weekends amongst power lifters and I, as soon as the workouts were over, I go, aren't we going to go eat now? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so kind of rewinding a bit, tell us something like interesting about your background or your roots that you think someone might find interesting. Oh, Golly, um, anything in particular or? Uh, are, you from, are you from Michigan originally? Like kind of what was the up, your upbringing like there? I grew up uh, with two brothers uh, and I think a big reason I got into Strongman is I just enjoyed being outside. We used to, we had chickens, goats, all those kind of things, kind of grew up on a small farm type situation. And I've always been what one might call farm strong. So I just, uh, one weekend, my current boss, Brian Bonet, who's also the state chair for the Michigan Strongman Corps, he uh, he was down judging Masters Nationals at Mammoth himself. He, one Saturday when I got here, he was just like, you should come try Strongman. And I tried it, almost threw up, and just haven't quit since. <laughs> that's funny. I um, That's kind of a story that I hear with some other Strongman athletes as well. Gabby Bergholzer said the same thing, that she grew up on a farm in Austria and kind of like the uh, the farm tasks get you strong. Well, and I have a lot of lumberjacks in my ancestry, I found out. So oh, wow, that's interesting. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's genetic. Maybe it's genetic. <laughs> interesting. So who, who was your hero growing up, and has that changed over the years? I was a huge WWF watcher as a kid. I loved, yeah, I loved my, I lo well, so I started off as a huge Ultimate Warrior 
Jake the Snake. Those were my favorite, you know, guys. And then uh, I evolved into a little bit of a, I guess, goth. And I, I really loved Undertaker. And I just remember watching old strongman competitions on TV with my brothers. And they'd always want to change the channel. I'm like, hold on, hold on. He's about to flip a car. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I always kind of really liked it. So I just, it, it seems almost natural that now I'm doing it myself. Yeah. There, I mean, there has been crossover over the years, right? Like uh, Polish Power, Ivan Putski did Strongman, uh, Mark Henry, um, Nathan Jones. Like, there's a bunch of them that, that kind of crossed over Braun Strowman. So, uh, yeah. I, th I think there's a certain amount of, from, like, the past, there's a certain amount of showmanship that just kind of went hand in hand with the pro wrestling of that time. Yeah, I mean, I think there was one that went the other way. Like, Bill Kazmaier, I think, went into wrestling after Strongman. Yeah, that that makes sense. I don't I don't know a ton. You're you're a lot more affluent with it. Than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love. Um, it's funny. Like I do these interviews, and then uh, I get in bed at night and watch like 1978, World's Strongest Man, 79, and like see oh, kind absolutely. of all, uh, absolutely. Yeah, John Paul Sigmerson was a big personality as well, and yeah, it's interesting. But there were the more I watched, the more like Jerry Blackwell. I think was uh, from the 70s, a wrestler. He didn't do well in World's Strongest Man, but. <laughs> Or uh, kind of um, a lot of them. The more you watch of the old ones, the more you see, oh, wait, that guy was a wrestler and that guy was a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. Interesting. Uh, Ken Patera was another one. Yeah. I actually got to go to 93 SummerSlam when I was a kid. So that was like my big claim to being a huge wrestling fan. Oh, that's awesome. Kid. <laughs> yeah. My big one was um, Stone Cold versus The Rock WrestleMania. So I saw that. Oh, one. nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a classic. Um, and then, of course, I saw, um, I'm in New Jersey, so I saw ECW in uh, in Manhattan. And oh, that was crazy. Like, ha did you ever follow um, extreme wrestling at all? No, uh, I don't have a whole lot of time to follow up with a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, so they, um, yeah, I haven't in years either, but like, they they were known at that time for using like weapons, right? So there was this guy, Sandman, who would use like a, a two by four or a bat wrapped in barbed wire and they fought into the crowd and it was Hammerstein ballroom, which was not a huge venue and they were getting pretty close to me. So I was getting a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I, I can't imagine. I probably would have been like, oh, all right, it's time for, I'm going to take off, you know, sounds like yeah. a good time to hit the concession stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, but Undertaker's a good choice to root for. He actually like, if you ever get um, interested in watching YouTube videos of them out of character, kind of telling stories behind the scenes stuff, like he's the guy, he's the teacher of everybody else. He's like who everybody respects and trusts the most. So it's, it's interesting that you chose him. Yeah. He, I, uh, the minute he came out, the year he came out with Paul Bauer and, you know, they had the urn and all that stuff. It was like, it was love at first sight. I was, I was gone then. <laughs> Yeah, when years later when he changed into the motorcycle riding uh, American badass character, I'm like, no, bring the dead man back. <laughs> no, I know. I was kind of like, I was like, all right, peace out. I'm done with that now. <laughs> Same year. Yeah. Um, all right. So looking back now, kind of at your childhood, was there ever a time yeah. as a kid, like lifting weird stuff where you can make a connection and say, oh, that it all makes sense to me now why I'm into this? I remember my dad brought home these four like huge oak logs like that you could sit on and like we would pretend we would pretend they were other things but then like my brothers and I wanted to roll them and I just didn't I liked that so you know it's like I'd be 
trying to push things. I was always trying to be stronger than my brothers and uh, coincidentally now I am, but, <laughs> but uh, that's my, I think you're stronger than a lot of people's brothers, but go ahead. <laughs> it's only important that I'm stronger than my brothers. That's all I really know. <laughs> um, but, Just had a phone call, but my, uh, we would do that. We would, you know, we had, we chopped wood. Our house was wood stove heated and, but yeah, just, you know, we, we did all sorts of weird stuff with odd objects. I mean, we had, we would collect rocks and things like that. So all those natural, all those natural things that I think just wind you up into being a, uh, into strong man it all just rolls in hey maybe uh maybe there's a future for my daughter she's a big like rock collector we go out in the backyard and all she wants to do is daddy help me find some nice rocks and you know it's funny she, so uh maybe there's a future there <laughs> oh absolutely yeah. I, I, actually now whenever somebody has landscaping to do they are calling me can you pick <laughs> this rock up <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, it's funny. Uh, I, I actually redid the backyard for them a couple of years ago and kind of leveled it out. And, you know, it's interesting because most people would get power tools and whatever. And I just like the challenge of I'm going to do this by hand. I'm going to be sore for a month, but I'm going to do this by hand because, you know, I, I like moving heavy stuff by hand. And so it was, um, you know, getting a lot of soil out of there. And then when I brought in, uh, I, I covered it with mulch. And so my backyard is elevated. There's a staircase. So there was no way for them to deliver the pallet of mulch into the yard. So I had to take like bag by bag. And it was like 300 bags or something like that of mulch. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, like I it's, said, sure, that's, just a med that's just a medley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what first brought, well, let me ask you this, first of all, uh, I don't want to be offensive. Is it strong man for ladies or is it strong woman? What's proper? I think that's like everyone has a belly button, so everyone's opinion's gonna be different. <laughs> Just like having a belly button, everyone's is different. I like to say I compete in strong man as a strong woman. Because uh, I, because we do compete differently, I think technically it's the sport of strong man, but I'm a strong woman within strong man. Okay, that makes sense. So how did you first find like, what, what first brought you to the sport? Well, I was in the midst of changing gyms and I quite literally harassed my current boss into giving me an interview because at the time I was about 245 pounds. So I didn't look like a personal trainer or what one would imagine a personal trainer looks like. Mm -hmm. So I came back three times and he finally gave me an interview and realized I knew what I was talking about and he gave me a job and then I just kind of started nestling and I started dropping into CrossFit workouts and then uh, I showed up for that and I'd always been interested in strongman because I watched it as a kid and then when I saw that this is a strongman gym, I'm lucky enough to work at a strongman gym now, uh, I showed up for a Saturday and they put me through the ringer but then I I couldn't get enough. Yeah. So watching as a kid, was there someone in particular you liked watching the most? 
I can't remember names specifically. Shame on me, but uh, <laughs> I just remember it was usually the it was usually the guys that were working out in the jorts. I was like, they mean it. <laughs> um, so. What is your favorite strongman, strongwoman event, and why? Um, I love tires, and I love truck poles, and probably yoke. Those are my three favorite, and they're like my children, and I can't choose between them. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so, but I, I, okay. I, sorry, no, I just I love those three. Cool. Sorry. (laughs) What would you say is, is kind of like a typical training for a week for you when there's no contest and then when there is a contest? So I tend to work on, I'll have a squat day. It can consist of back squat, front squats. And I usually have a primary lift where let's say it's back squat. And then I'll have a secondary lift where let's say it's yoke runs and then some accessories. And then I'll have an overhead day, and it'll just depend on what implement I have. It could be log. It could be axle press. could be a barbell press. And then I usually have a secondary leg day, which will be deadlift or something like that. And then another uh, a fourth day, which will be – it's usually another overhead day, but it might have bench involved. And then I have event training on Saturdays, which is Strongman Saturday, and that's the best day of the week. Of course. <laughs> Um, so one thing that really got my attention, I saw you squatting a person on Instagram. Like you usually like doing unorthodox stuff like that. Are there other unorthodox things you do in the gym? Well, so that was my work wife at building your temple. She's one of the other personal trainers here. We've been here together for three years, but we call each other, each other's work wife. Um, and I, uh, I was, I was approached by a chair, by a fireman's charity to do a fireman's carry, but in a squat. And I, so they wanted me to squat a person. So I ran over there in between sets. and I <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And it's interesting because it kind of uh, ties back to our discussion earlier. Fireman's carries a wrestling move. <laughs> that's, that's how it was so easy to pick her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Feel free to pass on this question if you like, but have you ever had a serious injury and kind of, I think it would be inspirational to people that if you have kind of how you work through it to keep progressing. I'm currently working through one right now. Cause at mammoth, I was, I was injured in the farmer's carry. I uh, went to pick and unfortunately my hip popped out causing my muscles around my hip to tighten up a lot. But thankfully they had John Penley and Becky Wilson there and they, are two of the best in the country as far as taking care of us strong men and they are able to take care of me right away and I'm healing really well and I'm currently doing uh physical therapy and I actually I worked out today I did some bench and I did a little bit of overhead just to kind of test that didn't really go super heavy but you know just day by day I have a great group of support here I've got my boss Brian Bonet and I've got my workout buddies who are all right behind me and they know that I'm not going to quit and they know, and they won't let me either. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm chronically optimistic. So I'm just like, I'll be back at it. It's a good attitude. I think that's uh, a good lesson for folks to learn. 
I mean, I have pity parties. I was watching some of my lifting videos from the other day and I was like, oh man, I really need to lift heavy. And it's, it's more of a, it's more of just the, I miss lifting heavy, but you know, it'll come back. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of mammoth, kind of what attracted to you, what attracted you to mammoth in the first place? Like how did it, uh, quote unquote, come across your desk? Well, this was the second time I competed in Mammoth. I I did sign up for it last year, but I was unfortunately not able to go. But I competed in it um, two years ago, so 2018. I competed in it then, so and then it was didn't happen. No, 2019. <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing years. I competed in 2019 at Mammoth, but I was a heavyweight then, and then I signed up last year and didn't get to go, and then. But Dave Waters is a great guy. He's super fun to have around. He came up here and helped us with our competition in November. So, you know, it's just every time it comes around, I go, I'm not going to do it this year. And then I end up signing up for it. <laughs> That's interesting. So um, so you were middleweight this year? I was, yep, middleweight open this year, yes. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So what are your feelings about kind of the combination of the middleweights and the uh, heavyweights together? Well, one of my best friends is one of the other heavyweights, so I can't say too many negative things or she might, you know, she might get upset with me. But I, you know, it. I understand the reasoning why in order to allow people to get their Arnold invite. So I think it was a good move on Dave's behalf. Okay, gotcha. Could I ask who, who your best friend is or you don't want to say? Oh, Anna Tapper. Okay, okay, awesome. Yeah, she's strong. I was following we've been, her. We've on, both been in. Yeah, I was following her on IG as well. She's has some really impressive lifts. She was doing, um, I think, a pretty impressive circus on her IG. Yes, yeah, she's a, she's a very. We always say that if we could combine my, bottom half strength to her upper half strength, we'd be <laughs> unstoppable. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it was interesting. There, I don't know if it was kind of a um, a miss on the athlete list or what, but Anna wasn't on the, on David's list. So it was actually Alila Worley who told me about the fact that Anna was competing. She signed up a lot later. Okay. And uh, I think that was the only reason why she 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 almost signed up probably a week and a half before the comp. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Um... All right. Well, another thing I was wondering, kind of, um, how do you feel like your prep was going into Mammoth? I, it looked good to me, but how do you feel like your uh, your prep was? And just overall, what was the experience there at the competition? How do you um, how do you feel like your preparation fed into your performance? I was very excited about going into this competition. I felt very prepared this time. Obviously, injuries will happen. Uh, Becky Wilson, she said to me after I got hurt, she said, you know, when you play with iron, there's a hundred percent chance you can get hurt. And she's a hundred percent right. And, uh, but I felt really prepared. I'd done all the weights for all of the events. I felt really good about it. It's just, you know, things happen and, uh, there's always next year. Yeah. So, uh, which was the event that caused the injury? I was going to pick the farmer's carry, and when I went to drive my knees out to pick, that's when I I didn't really feel it happen. It was when I walked away from it. I, I knew something was up. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you 
kind of held them long enough to tell, but I heard some other athletes talking about how the grips on the farmers were slicker than they expected. Did you notice that as well? They were like glass, polished glass. <laughs> All right, they so we have slippery. confirmation. I... <laughs> Um, yeah, that was, that was a smooth move, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a nice one. <laughs> you got to make a hashtag on Instagram of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I walked yeah. in and I go, oh, there's those kind of farmer's handles. I was excited about it. And then I went to pick them at a lighter weight and I go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe a lesson for him for next year to do like a, you know, a grippy handle. Um, yeah, or just, you know, what, next time, double, triple, quadruple chalk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so kind of speaking of Dave, he he had, I think it was just for the sandbag record breaker for the men. He has a situation where... If you break the record, he'll pay out every year until someone else breaks the record. So um, kind of a, a two-part question. I was just wondering, what do you think of that idea? Um, do you think it should be extended to the women? Do you think it should be extended to the other record breakers? Just generally speaking, what do you think of that idea? Well, I don't have too much of an opinion on that, honestly, because until I'm actually doing it, I'll... Uh... I'll uh, not concern myself with it too much. Fair enough. Fair enough. So it, my next question was going to be, would you re return to Mammoth next year? I'm assuming yes, because you did two already, but what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I, ha I would love to go back. I was thrilled, absolutely thrilled with uh, my press medley when it happened, the the block and I are a bit of nemesis with each other, so I always like to go and teach it who's boss. I, uh, if you go far enough into my IG history, you will actually see the block meeting my face. <laughs> <laughs> I think the block is a nemesis for everybody. Um, a lot of people had problems with it. So what are your thoughts about what makes it so hard for so many people? Well, number one is getting your hands on an actual Mauser block. So if you haven't actually, so a lot of people had to train with like hundred pound plates or they have to blocks of cement. I was lucky enough. One of my local strongmen, Chuck Northrup, uh, he goes by goth strongman. He, I was lucky enough that he has a women's Mauser block and he allowed me to train with it during the cycle. So I was very lucky to get my hands on that. So I think that's why I had a lot more confidence with it going in this time. But it is a very, it's a different animal than other presses. Cause you know, you get used to the log with the grip here, you get used to the axle here, and then you got that block and it's shifty. It can be slippery and you just, you gotta really just, it's, it's just, that is to a T strongman right there with those odd objects. Right. I mean, is there specialized, like, thumb grip training that you have to do to be able to handle a Mauser block? I have a lot of grip training in my training regardless, so I think that may have given me a little bit of help with that. But, yeah, you definitely want to train yourself to 
grip training, I just, I can't emphasize that enough with strongman is that, and there's a lot of different exercises you can do to help with that, but also just having good hand mobility as well, because if, if your hands get cramped being like this, because you can, because it's going to press right into there, it can be almost painful to go through the press. Right. Yeah. I would imagine some of the training techniques cross over with arm wrestling, like with some of the top tier arm wrestlers, what they do for grip training. It could. Uh, I don't do a whole lot of arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah, they have like, if you look up uh, Devin Larratt, for example, he's like one of the most well-known arm wrestlers and he has all kinds of crazy grip contraptions that uh, you might find more familiar than I. <laughs> yeah, we... We have a few tools here at Building Your Temple. We have uh, we have Rolling Thunder here, so we do a lot of. Yep. We do one where you'll put the lacrosse balls in your hand and you hang off of a bar. And oh wow! I'd like to say it's fun, but that I would say fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. Uh, cool. So we kind of touched on this before, but just you want to elaborate a little bit just about what do you like most about Strongman? Um, well, besides the community, I just, I, I love the results I've gotten from it. I've never been healthier. I've never been, um, I'm the smallest I've ever been in my life. I've always, I've always been a bigger person, but I'm the smallest I've ever been. I also just feel the strongest and the healthiest that I've ever felt too. So that's a huge bonus of strongman, but also just the community, especially all my strong family here at building your temple i mean i i i i they've literally saved my life so i can't thank them enough right that's really inspiring um so what would you uh you talked about your favorite events being yoke and then what else did you say tire and uh gosh and truck pulls <laughs> okay so I would say uh, of those three, if I wanted to build my skills, yoke would be the most likely for me to get my hands on. What are tips that you would give me if I wanted to learn how to do yoke and how to uh, improve at it? What, what's your best tips? Well, if you don't can't get your hands on a yoke, a really great way is like if you can do box squats because that's going to help you with that stand. But okay. also, you can also do, uh, mar like, say you're in a rack with a squat, you can also load up a little bit heavier weight and just march in place with the bar on your back. That'll help you build strength for the yoke as well. It's a lot. You want to work the core a lot with the yoke because you have to be stabilized in order to move with it. Right, right. Okay. That's interesting. You're giving me a lot of... But like you, can train you can train tires, too. I just don't know where to get one that's large. <laughs> just just do deficit deadlifts. You'll you'll get it. Deficit okay. deadlifts, that's all tire flipping is. is that's what it is. Okay. Interesting. That can help with that. And mm -hmm. well, being a personal trainer, I sometimes have people ask me to do that. So you're asking I'd I'd hope that I could help you out with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean no, I've I've lucked out today. I'm asking the right person these questions. It's <laughs> wonderful. Uh <laughs> So um, what, would, what kind of advice would you give somebody who's thinking about getting into strongman for the first time? Just try it. It can be intimidating, but they, we really are the most inviting 
people. We, we want to see everyone succeed. And the most important thing is to never compare yourself to somebody else. Just compare yourself to who you were yesterday and how much better you're going to be the next time. Because it can be really intimidating to walk into this environment and see the giant sandbags and see everything. But if you find the right gym, you're going to find that everybody just wants you to succeed. Everyone wants you to do your best. And even if you don't necessarily pull big numbers, we're still going to cheer for you. That's really uh, great to hear. Um, so the other thing I wanted to ask you was kind of, we talked a lot about strongman so far. What other hobbies do you have outside of strongman? Are moms allowed to have hobbies? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, I do a lot of reading. I, I do a lot of reading. I like to travel. I, I enjoy hiking. Um, and I have my dogs and yes, I have a dog that's named after a strong man. And I, so I, I just spend a lot of time with my kids and my dogs. Interesting. Okay. And then one other thing that I noticed on your Instagram that kind of makes you unique is you have kind of uh, thankful days and you count each day and kind of what you're thankful for that day. And I, I kind of tried to um, count how many days it was. And I think it's since the beginning of the year. Is that right? Yes. So how, how did that kind yes, of, come I, uh, about? yeah, how did that come about and what does it mean to you? Well, I, I used to do a picture of the day and instead of doing that, I wanted to make it something more so. And there are days where it's just really hard to have gratitude towards something that could have happened. And I think it's really important just to every day look at something that made you thankful for that day, whether it's heck, it could be that you had a really good grilled cheese sandwich or something, but still, were you grateful for it? Were you thankful for it? So I think it's just a mindset thing to try to continue just to be positive and to be uh, thankful for each day. Yeah, I think that's really inspiring. Most people are thankful just on one day of the year. So it's really uh, a nice, unique thing to see, you know, and uh, to inspire people to kind of think that way. I think it's a nice, positive message. I, I just want people to know that it's like, it doesn't matter where you start. I started off at 379 pounds when I started my fitness journey and I'm where I'm at today. And there's hard days and there's good days. And there's days where you just, you don't want to, but you just have to get up and you have to tell yourself you deserve to be healthy and you deserve to work out and you deserve to treat your, treat yourself and your body the best that you can. And instead of saying I have to, say I deserve to. That's a that's an interesting twist. I'll uh, try to think that way myself. That's that's great. Um, so another kind of to wrap it up, I was just wondering what's next and exciting in your future that you'd like to share. I have some really exciting goals for 2021. I there. There, there's some numericals, there's some just progression goals, and I'm just, I'm really excited, and I'm really excited. A lot of my clients are getting to a new point in their training where it's like, guess what, guys? We're not looking at the scale anymore. We're going to be looking at different numbers, and I'm just, I'm, 
so excited to just see what 2021 brings. I mean, yes, I'm healing right now. And, but, you know, I'm excited because I'm going to come back stronger. I just know it. So those are my, my big goals for 2021. It's just to kind of, you know, wait and see. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 2020 was so hard on so many people. I think it can only get better from there. Absolutely. I mean, and honestly, if everybody were to look back on 2020, I'm sure we all learned really important lessons and we all, yes, we were frustrated and yes, we were locked up and everything. But I think if you look back, you can be like, okay, there was still important lessons in 2020. And I know that's so cliche to say, but really and truly it was like, I, I think we all just, we had to take it back and appreciate the little things that we could do rather than what we couldn't do. Yeah, for sure. So uh, kind of the last thing to wrap up is I just want to give you an opportunity to uh, tell everybody how they can follow you and promote anything that you'd like to promote, whether it be your gym, a sponsor, whatever you like. Well, I, uh, I'm currently an ambassador for Muscle Pirate. Uh, I work out of and work out at Building Your Temple in Oxford, Michigan. It's an awesome strongman gym. Uh, the Michigan State Chair for Strongman Corps happens to own it. His name's Brian Bonet. He's an awesome person. His name's Big Brian Bonet on IG. I'm Jules, kind of strong woman. <laughs> uh, I like to do everything kind of tongue in cheek. I like I said, I just like to be positive. I like to make people smile. And if you're looking for somebody on Instagram that kind of puts up some funny memes, I can't be as funny as Gabby, but, or, or, uh, Christine, but you know, sometimes I try. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Both cool women. I've interviewed them both. They're both, uh, <laughs> both cool women. Awesome. I really wanted to meet Gabby, but unfortunately I was injured before I got to meet her, but Christine and I, we, uh, We've competed together a couple of times, and it's, we've had a blast. Yeah, Christine is like the type, so I interviewed her right after the competition, and she's the type where you kind of feel like you're her friend right away the first time you talk to her. Absolutely. See, I'm a little bit different at competition. I tend to, like, kind of put up a wall, and I'm trying to stop doing that, but right. I get real, I'm get i trying to be more outgoing when I'm at competitions now. Yeah, I actually, like, it's funny because I saw – uh, an article yesterday about at some zoo in Washington, D.C. or something like, oh, look, the pandas are sliding down the snow. So, you know, she goes by panda small butt swole. So I said, I thought this was you before I looked at the picture. So she's laughing out loud. <laughs> well, so I call her the panda and I'm a trash panda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you, Jules, so much for joining. I think the audience is going to get a lot of great information and great inspiration out of this interview. And uh, definitely we should connect again in the future. Oh, absolutely. I'm game. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Bye.
Remember to follow me on Spotify or Anchor so you can get notifications of all of the great interviews and analysis of competition prep that I bring to you weekly on this podcast. Share these episodes across all of your social media. And of course, follow me on Instagram at MyBlockStrongest and on Twitter and on my flagship YouTube channel, MyBlockStrongestMan, where you can get full video versions of everything you hear on this podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, click that support button and support us in any way you can. It's greatly appreciated and helps us keep bringing you this high-quality content. Ciao, homie.